the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. If you have a green thumb or have always wanted one, then get ready for Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, hosted by Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Garden Talk aims to introduce new ideas, help solve problems, and keep you up to date on the latest developments in the nursery and landscaping industry. Call in now with your gardening questions, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Now, here are your Garden Talk hosts, Ken, David, Mark, and George. Good morning, San Diego. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross and George Allman. Mark Mahady has the day off today. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Saturday. Same to you. I was going to say good warm Saturday. It's not warm. It's hot. No, right now it's, it's Right warm. now it's just warm. Well, it was 77 degrees at my house. When That's I warm. Worked. It's warm. Hot was the 99. When it's 77 degrees outside, you don't go outside and go, oh my gosh, it's so hot. No, I did that yesterday. Uh, when it was 100 degrees. When it was 100 degrees. Uh, was was it yesterday that it was supposed to be 110 in Las Vegas? Or was that the day that we left? The day we left. Yeah. And probably now. And we're supposed yeah. to. Isn't that kind of standard for Vegas? No, it's August. Mm, it's or no, August. it's not August. It's, well, it was it's, August. It's. Yeah. it's, it's it's late for that kind of heat. Okay, um, it was supposed to be supposed to be a was it 127 in Death Valley yesterday? Not when Something. a high pressure dome parks itself over the Four Corners region. This is what happens. This it's going to be hot today, tomorrow, Monday. They extended the warning into Tuesday evening. So. Stay no. cool. I heard, but that there was... don't run air conditioning between four and nine p.m. Or you know, turn it up to eighty. We ran ours. <laughs> They're I listening. They say seventy-eight, had... unless you live in Colorado, where they they over, <laughs> they have overthrown the thermostat. They have overthrown. Yes. Um, beautiful morning. Oh, it, it's oh, crystal it, clear it out. It is gorgeous out. Crescent right moon. Well, actually, I think it was more of a quarter moon last night. It, it's beautiful out. I didn't the see the nights moon, are but perfect. It was it was perfectly clear when I when I walked out this morning. Um, didn't I? I thought I had seen that there was a possibility of some. Monsoon moisture working today and tomorrow. There's oh, really? some drifting, apparently from Arizona this morning. I didn't see it, but yes, you, you were reading some of that to me yesterday, David. They're but talking you said about it was it moving though, right? Coming up over the hills, um, maybe drifting towards the valleys today. Primarily today, this afternoon, but maybe tomorrow. And the first Atlantic hurricane of the season has formed. First name, yes. Hurricane. Well, hurricane. Hur- so that's, first hurricane. Yeah, he, there's, yes, there's, agreed. But they, even at that, I think it's Hurricane Daniela or something like that. I, yeah. I think it's a it's D. It's not the first name storm. No, it's not right. the first name storm. It's the first, first hurricane. hurricane. So, But even at that, if it was just a name storm, they're only at D. And 
And it's up in the middle of the Atlantic heading away from land. But there's a couple more behind it. But it has yeah, it's been, been very quiet. I thought it was, well, anyway. <laughs> it has been a, seems to have been a, a quiet season so far. And I, uh, I thought it was predicted to be a, a busy season. Well, hmm. I thought so, too. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, Labor Day weekend. Uh, so everybody that has Monday off, con- congratulations. Hope you enjoy your day. It's going to be it's going to be busy. <laughs> it's going to be warm, and it's going to be busy around town, I think. Um, so, consequently, both stores uh, have no classes scheduled this weekend, uh, but both stores are going to be open regular hours all weekend long. So if you're... If you've got Monday off and you're looking for something to do in your yard or garden, uh, put in a fall vegetable garden, something like that, both stores will be open to uh, to help you out with that. Uh, next weekend, September 10th, God, it's already coming up on the 10th already, um, in the San Diego store, it's gonna the class is going to be attracting pollinators with Ryan, and in Poway, it's going to be design of a functional food forest with Tyler Trimble from... Back, backyard fruit. Backyard fruit. San Diego. Um, so both of those classes should be should be very educational and, and entertaining. And Tyler, Tyler is just a wealth of knowledge uh, when it comes to that stuff. By the way, mm-hmm. we have our growth on our citrus budding that oh, he had done. It started. Yeah, it's well, out. Let's hopefully keep it going the right direction there. So uh, David and Melanie and I uh, this week spent a few days up in Las Vegas at uh, the annual trade show that has now restarted after a two-year hiatus. Um, and it was interesting. We were walking around, and in the two years that we've been gone, there really wasn't a lot of new stuff. Now, hang on. The upholstery in the filthy white bar in the, uh, <laughs> in the Paris of Paris, yes, that has was been new. replaced. That was new, yeah. But as far as the trade show is concerned, there was oh, oh, oh. I did, actually, you know what? I did when I when I went back and slowed down. I mm-hmm. saw a few things. Did you? And and we'll be working on those. And and one of them is a water soluble lawn fertilizer that has soil penetrant in it. And has slow and fast-release nitrogen, so you don't have to use it all the time. And you can just go hook it up and spray and feed your garden once a month, feed your lawn once a month, and open up the soil. We have so many people that have problems with that. I, there's, there are, will be some things. That okay. I, I think. Well, that's a, you, know, you know what that's good for? That's good to get a waving lawn. Oh, where you don't do it evenly? Where you don't do it evenly. No, that's the same as David and distribution by hand. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I'm guilty of that myself. Can we go back to the what we were talking about, Tyler? And you said the graft he did. So you. Oh yes, go ahead. I mean, what what was what graft? He did a graft for us for what purpose to show? He had, we, he did a grafting class for us, right? Yes, he he showed us how to bud, right? And and it has grown, which shows that he's successful in his grafting techniques. On that one, he on, was one hundred percent. Yeah, so he's actually going to do a grafting class for us probably in the spring as well. That's where you. I was wondering where the heck you were. Well, you just you threw it out to to us that that he, that the graft took, and so it. But no one in, no one outside of the three of us knew what you were talking about. I gotcha. Yeah. Um, oh, speaking of the heat, one thing that you need to keep close track of is uh, your watering. 
when you're watering, if you haven't mulched areas, go ahead and put some mulch down to reduce the amount of water that you're going to need. Uh, I sprayed my back lawn to get some weeds under control in it, so I shut the sprinklers off so that the so that the herbicide didn't get washed off of it after I sprayed. Did you forget to turn it back on? I forgot to turn it back on. That's so, not a good thing when it's hot. It turns brown very quickly. Yeah. So anyway, they're back on now. Are, and I changed, the, weeds and, are, the weeds are dead, right? Mm, no. Some Just of them the are. Some, <laughs> some of them are. Just uh, the lawn. Uh, but I, I got them turned back on, and I actually went over and changed the start time on them to, oh, I think it's like four in the morning or something like that, so that the... Sprinklers will go off outside of the heat of the day and allow the water to allow more of the water to you know to what soak I was in. thinking about this morning as I was leaving no, I should have turned on the sprinklers on my avocado the day before when I had time just to give them a little bit more because it has been quite warm, yeah, it has I, and anything that you have not watered, if you think it needs to water, I would do it first thing this morning when you get up. Yeah, I took your advice. You you often have told us uh, at the store and here that if you're expecting a heat event, get out there earlier and water everything. And so I turned all time. the sprinklers on in advance. You, you for, listen for, to that guy on for, the radio for one day, just that whole day. I just did everything, you know, off the normal cycle, and then it's still on the normal cycle. Yeah, because you sometimes you make sense. Sometimes, not often, but when you do, <laughs> it it works. Yeah, I, uh, I realized. Well. I watered the avocado tree that I planted this year well many times right before we left for Vegas on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And I thought, and I put a layer of mulch over it. I listened to me, and I put a layer of mulch over it, some some leaves and stuff. And I thought it'll be fine. It's only Tuesday late mid-morning until it'll be Thursday afternoon. It can get through Wednesday all by itself. Eh. It didn't? It it was burned. There were no. some burned leaves on it. And then I realized I have frost cloth at home. I could have draped frost cloth over it and reduced the the porous stuff. Oh. The the real light. Yeah. And so you would use it essentially as a shade cloth? As a shade cloth. Right. So I put that over the little one. It's hard to do that over a 30-foot avocado tree. Hence me thinking, I should have watered that this morning, uh, yesterday. Anyway. Yeah. Those are things in the ground. So pots up, we do this all the time. But if you have plants in pots in this heat, you, they they have to be watered I, at least once, <clears throat> at least once a day. I think, and unless it's just a really huge pot, right? Smaller stuff's going to need to be watered at least once a day. And even in, in the heat like this, you can have plants that are some of the softer tissue plants will actually have water, actually have moisture in the soil, but they're still going to wilt because they can't pull the moisture Quickly. fast enough out of the soil to, to stay hydrated. Uh, hydrangeas are one that will, will do that fairly. They'll, they'll start to wilt pretty quickly. Uh, but if you, if you water it again and put it in some shade or wait until the evening, they bounce back, they bounce back pretty quickly. I moved a bunch of my containers into the shade. I put them under a tree just since I was going to be gone. And I left them there since I returned because – this is fairly warm for them. It can cause stress, and we don't want our plants to be stressed. They would prefer not to. And, you know, we're watering everything in Poway every day. <coughs> all 
mm-hmm. all the different container sizes. So, and, and, and many of the smaller ones are getting twice a day. They're getting some supplemental water just to keep them from shriveling up. Yeah, from get before it gets too out of hand. But do you still have the those high temperatures that you were? Do you have them at the? No, I don't. Okay, I closed then it. I'm not going to ask you about okay. it. It's been hot before, correct? It's been hot here before in September. I, I was looking in, in, I think it was, I think I told you, 86 or so. It was 106 or 107 on September 4th. Uh, 1988 was a, well over 100. Uh, in, what was the September. 37 or 39 you had in the other There were some well over 100. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this is not unusual. I mean, it's it's odd. It doesn't happen a lot, but it's not it's not unprecedented. Well, I was pretty excited. I was looking on the... The hurricane app, and there's a hurricane down off of Baja. I thought I heard something. And it's headed straight for us. But the forecast now is, I think it's today. Today or tomorrow, it's going to make a a sharp left turn and go out to sea and not bring us any rain. That's unfortunate. That's very, very sad. Yeah, because you could probably use some out by your house where the fire was burning. I did notice as we were flying into Vegas where I'm guessing where the thunderstorms had been. Because you could, it, the mountains were greening up already. Certain areas you could see grass and stuff must have been growing back from the fall rain or from the summer rain. No, well, on the mountains, but oh, our mountains, our right? mountains. Yeah. Okay, I was going to say because I didn't see anything no. green around. No, I saw areas. nothing green there. Yeah. If you want to give us a call today, eight 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 three four four eleven seventy is the number you're listening to Garden Talk on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we're back. With more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ, I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross and George Allman. Uh, Mark Mahady's got the day off this weekend. May, uh, may I make a correction? What? Well, it was not Hurricane Javier. It was only Tropical Storm Javier. Oh. And in looking at the picture of Tropical Storm Javier, it is the outward waves of moisture from Javier that if we do get our monsoonal moisture... Circula- it, it will pull from that to circulate That's into what Southern it's California. Be. Yes. Okay. Now you may. I, I feel much better now. With but that that's, we're up to J's. I don't remember hearing much of the other storms. So. I don't they think they made it not, up here. Nothing, okay. was much, nothing much was made of them. It's very sad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, people have been waiting. Javier's been waiting all this time, and he's a minor storm. It's very sad. It was one thing that was kind of interesting. I noticed at the trade show, we had talked about it a little bit. I think we had talked about it a little bit on the show here. One of the things that's becoming popular in gardening is the use of straw mulch. Yes, Shred, shredded straw, or we have the straw mats that you can put down. Uh, use it almost like jute netting. I really like the straw mats for a seed topper. Well, that's what you were saying. What you know. an easy 
just put a blanket over it, and the grass comes right up through it. It comes right through. Yeah. So, anyway, oh, that was something. It was something that I hadn't, I had never really thought that much about. But apparently, it was getting, it was starting to get popular. And sure enough, we go to the trade show, and there was all kinds of straw stuff at the trade show. Bags, bags, shredded straw, straw mats. We, so I, it's we're all marketing on my part because I've been using straw bales of straw for years as mulch. Who, who do you think has been scarfing up the leftover decoration bales of straw every year? I do. Plus, we we have it for bow and arrows. We use it as a backstop. And as soon as it starts to deteriorate, I take that and use it and buy more. And I use it in the garden faithfully. It works well. It is finally being. It's getting its packaged yes. into more usable, more user friendly. A lot of people don't like schlepping bales around. Right. That might just theory. And Earthworms so it's love and, that. So I, when, you, when you move when you move a, a section of that out of your garden, if, as long as there's moisture around, it is usually that's a great way to start a worm. It is a worm farm. Well, you know, it's funny because it was about oh, probably around fifty years or so ago, we used to carry bales of straw. We stocked them at the at the store because I remember as a little kid, I'd go down to the store on Rosecrans, and my mom or my dad would sit me on top of the straw bales and while they were talking or whatever, and I would sit there. And wh- what we sold at that time was was bean straw, and it was lima beans, and you could sit there and pick through the straw, and you could actually find lima bean seeds in the bales. Did you plant them? I'm the, I was four or five. No, I didn't oh. do well, anything. In that case, did you eat them? No. Okay. No, I, I, I would not. have. You know, um, I remember about, well, current straw bales is sitting on them in shorts, and the <laughs> pieces of straw stick into your legs. It's okay. not fun. It doesn't sound like it. Yeah, one thing that we tried a, a few, a number of years ago now, um, was straw bale gardening. Right. We, I think David did that. Yeah. We did, yeah, we did do that. We had a, we had a couple of them set up, and you basically put like a compost starter fertilizer over it, water it in, um, get it good and soaked, and then just plant directly into the straw bale. I never understood that. Now, I didn't do that. Oh, no, you're right. You did. You I used did them as your I used them as a raised yeah, bed. Got it. Um, but we did plant a couple. We did plant a couple. We did it at the nursery. At the nursery, yeah. And it just seemed like so much work when you could yeah. just, well, not seemed like. It was a lot of work. You have to water it, and you have to feed it, and then you have to water it, and you have to feed it just to prep it, to plant it. Remember, we had to break it down and get nitrogen in there before you could plant it. Yeah, it's almost like starting a compost pile. Yes. Well, was it successful? Well, I I guess so. I guess we had... Yes, but was it worth it? Mm. Well, so... I'd, I'd say the jury was out. Okay. I'd rather plant in a raised bed. And and this is the the vessel is a bale of straw that you have to do lots of extra work, use lots of extra water. You have to do all sorts of things that you wouldn't have to do with a raised planter. So it was successful, but did it make any sense? Just because you can do something, must you? Well, um, one of the one of the issues that I remember dealing with too is you know most of the vegetables that you're planting. You're probably going to plant from four inch pots, so it's a so it's a decent sized decent sized hole you have to make. Well, straw bales are highly compressed, and trying to get a four inch hole in a bale of straw, it's a that's a lot of work. 
mean, they're so perhaps they're it would really have been easier tight. just to direct sow seeds into your straw bags. I guess you could. I guess you, I, I guess you could do it that way. Yeah, that might be the that might be the way to go. You know, there was smart pot if you're so inclined. So inclined, yeah. If you're so inclined, I, yeah. I David know. was so sowing. Seeds. Your oh no, yeah, no, no, I if didn't. You're so inclined. <laughs> Come on now, but on bum. We saw smart pots at the show, and I walked past it three times before I finally noticed they have a, a raised planter now. It's a, a rectangular uh, raised planter, and probably about two by four. But they just make a you make a frame out of PVC. To hold it up. It's a great way of having a straw bale without all the effort of a straw bale. And those we will have soon as well. It's a, I don't know, you've grown in smart pots, haven't you? I, I've grown a couple plants. Uh, what I, I think I did some, some uh, sweet potatoes back at the old PQ house with some success in it. I still have a sweet potato at home in the four-inch pot, and I got it last year. It's still sitting in the four-inch pot, but... But it's alive. It's alive. Yeah. We have some sweet potatoes in our regular potato garden bed right now that seem to be thriving. And did you, oh, have you harvested? Not from this crop. The potatoes we did, but not the sweet potatoes. They're still. The regular? Yeah, the regular. And when did you plant those? The sweet potatoes? No, the ones that you harvested, the regular potatoes oh, that you've I already harvested. Back when you and I did it, so was, was that February, uh, January, February time frame, give or take? Is that when you and I did it? Yes, and then we harvested... I never planted mine. Oh. So <laughs> you have stinky dr- or either dried, shriveled, or smelling wet. Which way did it go? Por que no los dos? <laughs> um, I had both, and I had all of the leftover potatoes that I saved last year to replant this year that became shriveled masses that I put in the recycling bin last week. I anticipate as soon as I get some extra water on the rest of that bed or when it rains that I will have a bunch more potatoes coming up and we'll be able to harvest them. Because you never, at least I've never been able to successfully get every single potato out that has grown in the garden. Always something left behind. I I did a much better job harvesting, so there's nothing left. Because I had straw bales. I planted and raised Ah. straw bales, and so I just pulled the bales away and took all the excess dirt away. You'll see it, yeah. We we keep it in the same bed. The... uh, Bearded uh, kind of on the same line because they come with the bulbs and the potatoes reminded me. The bearded iris did not arrive in a timely manner. They did not arrive as expected. And I finally got a hold of the company. And not only did they not ship them last week, but they still haven't shipped them. And we're expecting half the varieties that we were expecting. So oh, really? We're working on it. It was a crop failure? Or- Don't know. Uh, the rep was supposed to reach out to me and did not and didn't take my call. So I called him three times yesterday. No idea why. That's so, unfortunate. But the, the main, <laughs> we got in an order of bulbs. There were three boxes in it. But the 82 boxes that were with that order are coming from a different location. So they're not coming until next week. So we really don't have them until late next week is when the bulk of the Regular flower bulbs and tubers and rhizomes will be in. It's weird what's going on, and I'm not sure what the story is. Well, speaking of the bulbs, does that include garlic and things of that sort, onions, etc.? No, oh. they are, they're going to be a little bit behind. They usually come in towards the end of September. Got it. If you want to give us a call today, 888-344-1170 is the number. We would love to talk to you. 
you listen to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. You know, as hot as, as, hot as it is, and looking for water-wise plants, uh, we have, if you're looking for a tree for your yard that's not going to require a tremendous amount of water once it's established, we've got some beautiful Desert Museum Parkinsonias in stock right now. Great, great tree. Oh, unbelievably good tree. And thrives with little to no water. Looks much better with some water, mm-hmm. as as do most of the, uh, the low water things. Uh, yeah. Um, my neighbors have a couple of them, and I've seen them in many different areas. And we've had so the Desert Museum. Its benefit is that it blooms much more, and it's thornless. But most of them are grafted. And we've had a few customers complain about the thorns on their desert museums. And that's because the rootstock has come up. And some people don't notice that and let it take over the entire tree till there's almost nothing left but thorny branches. So if you do have or have planted or want to plant a desert museum, make sure you keep an eye on that because they can sucker like a citrus tree would. And that would be the thorny those would be the thorny branches. Um, you know, my favorite, it's more shrub, though, than tree of the heat lovers, is the t- Tacoma family. Mm-hmm. The, the yellows and the oranges and now some of the burnt orange and reds. And I, I agree. Those things thrive in the, in the heat of the summer. It's and the hotter it gets, the yeah. better they perform. They don't care. What is that? Honey badger don't care? <laughs> Tacoma stands don't care. Um, the, I think I mentioned this before. The, ye- the yellow Tacoma stands is the, uh, I believe it is the flower of the country of, ba- of the Bahamas. Well, I'm glad you, I didn't interrupt you because I thought it was, had something to do with Texas. No. So I'm glad I didn't say it's, that. The, we have that yellow, is that a, is, which one is it? That we, yellow Bells. Is yellow that the bells. one we have by our waterfall when you come into the Poway store? Well, it's, a, it's a dwarf one. So it is gorgeous. That one, and there's a red, uh, I think it's solar flare. There's a red one, reddish orange one right next to right. it. And I think it's because of the parking lot next to it and the warmth of the water and the rocks that they're over. They they look pretty good in the winter, too. And they sometimes do. it depends on the temperature. If it gets cool enough, they don't look that great during the winter. But they those seem to stay leafed and bloom almost year-round. Yeah, it's a, it's a great plant. And it's one of those plants that 10 years ago it was... Tacoma stands yellow. That was all you could get. And now there's probably, what, six or eight or the, different different cultivars? Yeah. Or, or the, uh, the the Cape honeysuckle, right? Because that's the other Tacoma yeah. that most people That's Tecomeria. That's Tecomeria. That's, right. that's, a, that's a horse of a different, well, a horse of the same color, but yes. it's a different one. Yeah. And it is much wilder in its growth. It's much wilder. Hard to contain if you let it. Well, we have a, an example over the hill in Poway, of our of Poway store in the back. The whole bank is yeah. overrun by overrun. It. Yeah, yeah, it's something that you need to. Uh, and the you t- need to keep a handle on it. And the Tacoma that we're talking about does Doesn't, not do right. that. It no. is controlled, and and the growth comes from a a and, concentrated and, area. And Ken, to your point about the different colors and cultivars, there's a lot of height characteristics difference too. Mm-hmm. You can get some that are 12 feet and some that are five feet. So yeah, there's a lot of variability with them. Very versatile. Fit plan. most most landscape needs. Yeah. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number you're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with more 
right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we're back. With more garden talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ, I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross and George Allman. Mark Mahady has the weekend off. Um, you know, just a quick note before you come back. On our plane back from Vegas, there was a the Utah Tech soccer team was on the plane. I saw that. They were playing yeah. UCSD. They flew out for oh, one that, day. Oh. And I just was reminded, and so I looked it up. The UCSD Tritons beat them one to nothing. Oh. Blake neglected to tell me that. So. Well, that's what I'm here for. Okay. Now you may go forth. You know what we have a really good selection of right now? Um, and now is a good time to put them in if you are so inclined. Um, fruit trees. The deciduous fruit trees. Agreed. We have a very good selection of them right now. Um, all in containers. Um, if you've got space in your yard, now is a good time to think about Think about putting that, putting them in if you don't want to wait until bare root season. Well, fall is a great time. It allows them roots to get established as the trees are beginning to go dormant and drop their leaves. And these are nice size potted trees um, that we were finally able to procure this year, a little later than than normal. But we do have a very good selection of mild climate varieties. <clears throat> excuse me, and some newer varieties, different varieties. Uh, for the mild climate that we haven't had before. Don't and, ask me the names. No, I'm not going to. Thank you. Um, and we're, we're also expecting uh, new containerized stock this fall, are we not? We are. And I followed up with them this week to, actually last week, to find out when they were going to be shipping because we're looking at the end of October. And mm. apparently we are probably still online for that, but I was surprised supposed to get a, a a revised confirmation confirmation because they didn't have the numbers that they had committed to so we probably won't get quite as many of the persimmons and the uh we mulberries that we were expecting but we'll we'll see i they did not send it to me and i called them and left them another message yesterday uh and i'm waiting to hear back the well, more i've been won't. dealing with these people the better i feel about my own Get back to you. Record <laughs> In, inabilities. Yes. Uh, let's see what else. Well, you know, if you want to put fruit trees in, mm-hmm. and you're torn about where you want to put them or what's the best way to place them in your yard, we have that design of a functional food forest class coming up. Oh, that's right, and that's a great mm-hmm. opportunity if you want to incorporate fruit trees into your vegetable gardens. And what do you think they're going to say about just leaving them in the original pot? You get them from the nursery in, and then you know, on the patio. Do you think they're going to suggest that for your food forest? I bet you they will suggest you can do that until you're ready to put it in the ground in the spot that is best suited for it, as long okay. as you water it. But that's, no, they don't want to leave it in the pot. That's fair enough. 
Um, who's doing the? That's Tyler. I guess if I'd listened earlier, I would have known the answer to that question, wouldn't I? Or if you want to do, an, here's another note, just down the latter part of September, uh, Chuck McClung, who does our orchid classes and has the book, mm-hmm. will be doing an uh, edible landscape class as well. So if you want to incorporate oh. fruit trees into an edible landscape or other plants, we'll be doing that. When is that coming up? That's the latter part of September. And was it, la- was it last week? Or the week before last, um, we got an order of citrus in. From northern, from farther up north, uh, yes, from one of our one of our suppliers who we don't always get uh, stuff from, but they have some very interesting things uh, when it comes in, and the, look, and they all looked re- all looked really nice. I am going to need a in. pat on my back because I got three of those from the previous order, and they are still in their sleeve pots, and they are still alive, including that one Gwen avocado. Was that the same time we both purchased those? Yes, sir. Okay. How long? Yeah. When was that? Oh, it's been a while. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised that they're still alive. Good job. I know. I'm very... I, I was afraid of keeping them in those small containers and not watering them adequately, so I put them in the ground almost immediately. And they're doing well? They're doing well. Yeah. Now, we got some interesting stuff in that last order, did we not? Some stuff that we don't normally get? Well, there's some different mandarins, yes, and the original naval the original Valenches and the Awaris, the Satsuma. Mm-hmm. And these are things that used to be commonly and readily available, but they mm-hmm. haven't been for, what, two years now? They've At been least. in very short supply, and they've been in undersized supply. And I know we probably shouldn't be stocking up on inventory at this time when people are worried about inventories, but having... Fruit trees, even at the air quotes wrong time, I think is important because they're they're still selling well and people are recognizing the the need to grow food. So Mm -hmm. it's timely. And so I'm glad we have them. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, it's (laughs) over the the last couple of years, as crazy as the uh, supply chains have been, it it's not the ideal time to stock up on stuff, but you need to stock up on it while you, while you can, which is, which is what we have done. You know, so. in the early throes of COVID, we were talking about the new normal and supply chain this and ships and that, and there's not enough of whatever. I, I don't think, well, I know I had no idea what the new normal, and we were not accepting the new normal. I remember joking with you, George, about, I'm, this is not new normal. This is garbage. And, but unfortunately, it seems to be coming more of the new normal. And we don't know what that curveball is, but it's been supply. It's been supply, demand. It's been availability. The whole thing has been constantly in flux. And so we have to grab what we can when we can, or it won't be around. It's not going to be there. That, yeah. That's happened with soils that's happened with containers it's happened with plants um some of our chemicals some of the chemicals the chemical fertilizers right uh we were talking to i was talking to somebody at the show about 
the chemical fertilizers have been in shorter supply and have had the the greatest cost increases and the the natural fertilizers have been a little more stable and nobody would have thought that three years ago because that's when all the ingredients for the organic fertilizers were going crazy so it's constantly in flux and who knows what tomorrow brings tomorrow will bring well that's like um Speaking of chemical fertilizers, I, it's just within the within the last few months, I'd say, uh, Growmore has started having regular stock again. But we, there was a lot of stuff that they were producing that we could we couldn't get it; it just wasn't available. But now it's it's starting to, and, and then availabilities you, are starting to come back a little bit. You have issues like that, then people start to hoard because they want to make sure they have fertilizer for their plants, and then that exacerbates the problem it's just it's like hoarding of just supplies when you go into walmart or something during the early parts of COVID. you went for a can of lysol but there were you, you watch people walking out with 10 cans and so you yeah. feel like maybe i should get 10 cans too because there's not going to be any left the next time i come back and that's happening with fertilizers i think we see yeah. people taking far more than you know the one bag than they would yeah. normally buy right. yeah uh, if you want to give us a call today, 888-344-1170 is the number. Uh, um, oh, I, well, lost, I, I, I've lost my train of thought. No, no, that's all right. I, uh, I want to go back to watering. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though – so have you, George, had any – you've been mulching much more than I. You've been wiser than you. I, well, I listen to the, the the instructors we have that come to our nursery and teach. Um I'm sorry. What did you say? <laughs> um, have you had to increase the water? Because no, I, I think have. I think we talked about this. Uh, we've added. I think we added 23 fruit trees in the last season, and our July August water bill was less than last year with the increase in trees because we added much more mulch on the property. How much is much more? The so what mulch? is the depth of the mulch around the trees? The depth is probably three inches on most. And it's been it's it's grown out you know further outward as the trees have matured, and not just at the basin. See, because I'm smart and I know the business. I I told you I mulched that tree, but it's probably only an inch or two of leaves. But so I figured that'd be enough. So we we're watering once a week on everything, but it, and it even the new stuff that was planted this year. No, the new stuff is probably about every five days. But even so, that's a. And you have three inches of what is the mulch that you're you're using? Everything. It's it's uh, pine pine shavings. It's uh, stuff from our compost bins. We have compost bins. It's stuff that I've run through a chipper shredder. It's literally everything, all kinds of organic material, carbon based stuff that's going to decay. Well, I guess I'm going to have to listen to us and. Add some more on top. Well, not just the us, but you know Tom Spellman's those guys that come in and talk. Richard Wright. They all. Tout I know they do the benefit. And Tom uh, John, talks- John Clements, when John John taught our classes, it, mulch, mulch, mulch. So I have to listen. You have to listen. <laughs> Only if I want to reduce my consumption of water. We're All trying right. to stay out of that tier four because that's where it really jumps that up. Really, <laughs> ju- really jumps um, up in that that last tier. Well, what's what's going on with that with the water? I thought that it had to be a flat rate. That's what I heard. heard any, heard any more That's about what that? I heard in um, in San Juan Capistrano, but 
I don't know. I'll, I'll have to. I'll have to do some snooping to see what's going on. If you want to give us a call today, eight 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 three four four eleven seventy is the number you're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. Uh, David and Alan, stay on the line. We will talk to you when we come back right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we're back. With more garden talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ, we're going to go to the phones. We're going to head up north to San Francisco as soon as I can figure out where the cursor is. You got this. We're all counting on you. There we go. Good morning, David. How are you? Hey, pretty good. You know, I I was brought up uh, in Missouri, uh, not too far from the uh, Ozark Mountains. Mm-hmm. And if you know about them, they had, like, no topsoil left on them. They were like barren rock mountains. And uh, and so we cherished any topsoil we could get. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, thir- well, more like 50 years ago, the Parks Department in the city would uh, make a mulch pile available to the public. And every autumn when the trees were falling, they'd gather up all those trees and make a massive mulch pile out of it and uh, and then redistribute it for free through the parks. And I'm just wondering, uh, that seems like it might be a nice civic way to deal with this, but in a in a, even a more like base profiteering kind of way, uh, you know, kid, uh, those guys that would go around gathering bottles and cans, uh, you know, in the middle of the night, uh, gathering up uh, the compost. And, uh, you know, is there an industrial, I don't want to say industrial, but is there a way that uh, could create a new economy by gathering up the compost? Well, the city of San Diego, uh, the waste management department of the city of San Diego, at our main landfill here, actually has a program for recycling green waste um, in in the city, and they take most most green waste. There's a few things that you can't that you can't put into the recycling just because it, it jams up the machinery and things like that. Uh, but they they compost it all, and it's available. I think it's available to it, city residents. It for is. Free. They have compost, mulch, wood chips. Um, and they have different levels. It's free for the basic, and then you can purchase higher quality, uh, you know, more refined product. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. county county does that. Does it's it? happening in the county at different uh, recycling areas of greens. They pick them up and take them out. I pass one in Lakeside every day on my way to and from work where they're grinding up all sorts of different mm. grades. And truckloads are coming in and truckloads are going out. It's, it's, you know, well, up here we've got the three different trash receptacles in the morning, the black one, the blue one, and the green one. Mm-hmm. And the green is supposed to be for garbage. And um, I, I know a lot of people try to use it, uh, but they uh, it always gets mixed. And I've heard that if you mix it too darn much, they can't trust it down at the compost site. So just a reminder to the listeners, you, you've probably got the same down there, right, uh, that you can uh, – 
send your garbage out in a green base uh, green bucket every uh, every week yeah they they're tr- they're trying to get that organized here in san diego they have not done a a really good job of that as of yet but yeah the the food food recycling has become uh has become a thing and the the agencies involved with it are, are trying to get that uh trying to get that going i know we finally got we finally got our bin in poway um at the poway store uh sure. but uh yeah and that and they were doing that to to get the to get the food and green out of the um out of the landfill to stop the production of methane, which... Sure, right. Hey, one last thing. Uh, You you know, you've got uh, uh, that there's projecting huge uh, flooding rains this year, and the opportunity to have topsoil loss in the middle of them, uh, the the one that hit Kentucky uh, about a week, a couple of weeks ago, uh, I heard at one point they had five inches of rain in a half an hour. Yeah, it came down pretty good back there, and yeah. I know, and you know, now if you're expect if we're expecting uh, heavy rains this season, now is a great time to put to put plants in to hold the soil in place so that it's not going to wash away. Uh, Do you more- have various towns that like if you let your grass grow long for the last few weeks of the year, uh, just so it'll hold in any more. Uh, uh, you know, as, as floods rush through, uh, you'll save that much more topsoil in the tall grass. Uh, do they have zoning problems with letting your grass grow long? I have not heard of any. No, but we have any issues. All the new development down here has c- catch basins for containment of of runoff. They're not they're not letting it go. Uh, That's good. However, yeah. if we get five inches of rain in an afternoon the catch basins i'm sure are going to overflow gonna... but there's backups to those so uh, as part of the cleaning out of our water and the stormwater act uh, much less is going down those drains and there's catch basins everywhere yeah. i mean all, all of poway has catch basins in the yeah. new developments in, in individual businesses the parking lots all drain to a certain space and then certain storm sections all drain to another catch basin so that Hey, they're they're doing a lot down here to to prevent that just in case. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that you know, a lot of this probably was in the Green New Deal and uh, of course they turned that way political. Saving topsoil is not a political issue. Uh but uh I saw a piece on uh YouTube how fast the desert of the Sahara Desert in a course of basically 100 years it went from green you know, from Morocco to Egypt, it went. It was green, and in the course of about a hundred years, it, it all went. In, in what time frame? Or when when did that hundred years occur? Thousands of years ago. But it uh, they I think with like NASA photography, they discovered there's a massive lake out there that's you know eighty feet deep or upwards, and uh, and it's just bone dry now. And it's um, look on YouTube, uh, desertification Sahara Desert, and you'll find uh, there. Are two or three that I've seen uh, that showed how fast it happened. By the way, have you heard about that Los Plateau that they're reclaiming in China, L-O-E-S-S? No, I have not. We'll have to take a, we'll have to take a look at that. Yeah, it's great. I mean, they you know, some of the areas that you've got there, but think more of like Utah or someplace where they, they apparently the Los Plateau was where all of the palaces were a couple of thousand years ago, and they slash and burn and you know 
ate it down to the nub, and uh, but they've been trying to reclaim it in the last 20 years, and they've had some real nice successes. Uh, L-O-E-S-S, uh, Plateau. And uh, so I, it can be done, but it's going to be effort. Well, we'll have to take a look at that. David, thank you very much for the call. We need to move on. Um, we're going to go talk to Alan down in Chula Vista. Good morning, Alan. How are you? Good morning, guys. Um, hey, I have a question. I've heard you talk today about mulching and, and in the past, and uh, you also mentioned about mulching citrus trees. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I purposely hadn't uh, mulched our Eureka lemon because it's constantly dropping leaves and weeds growing and all that stuff. Uh, is it still beneficial uh, in this kind of weather to, to go ahead and mulch right away? I think in a word, yes. Another uh, word, absolutely. Yes. So what, what do you use? Is, is there a mulch material? or, or um, I've seen uh, topper and stuff in, in the nursery. Um, what I like okay. to tell folks is anything that's organic, and I mean carbon-based, that's going to break down so that earthworms and all that microbial activity will be happily Aren't living underneath it. Are we a carbon-based life form? We are a carbon-based life. Would so we get throw, sure, throw a couple people friends under the tree? underneath there. No. <laughs> Toss uh, them under the tree. You can get, as we were talking, you can get the mulch from the municipal landfill, or you can buy bags of mulch as well. Uh, you bark. A lot of people use bark. I'm not a fan of bark just because it's everywhere. It's too commercial in, as from an aesthetic standpoint. I took my lawnmower and over the sidewalk and picked up leaves and stuff and some grass clippings. But that, that's what I've been putting under the trees as I try to listen to us and pay attention, which doesn't happen often. But anything that you have growing around the yard uh, or the bag materials or, yeah, as well. Shredded redwood, um, shredded red cedar. Yeah, the cedar um, mulch is nice. It's attractive. Nice. It has a nice scent to it. I think it's somewhat. It doesn't. It all it's purported some, to repel some, some insects. insects. And yeah. all of the yeah. the carbon-based ones we're talking about, as they break break down, they enhance the soil as well. So you're saving water, you're saving the soil, and you are enhancing it over time as well. Okay. One last question. Uh, uh, in the past, uh, when uh, when you've talked about tomatoes, mm-hmm. uh, the question came up about the, the rating tags that, tags that they used to put in in the plants. Mm-hmm. Did you ever find out why they quit doing that, the VF uh, rating tags? No, but we will look into it. <laughs> we will check check it out. Alan, we've got to go. Thank you very much for the call. Have a great weekend. You've been listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We'll be back with more next weekend right here. Have a great Labor Day weekend, folks. Thanks for joining us on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, your source for gardening, landscaping, and horticulture news. Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor? Send an email to askanexpert at walteranderson.com. That's askanexpert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.